Freethinkers, and welcome back to the Free Thought Project podcast. My name is Jason Bassler, and joining me is the Free Thought Project editor in chief, Matt Agarist. So, we have a great guest for you guys today. He's a true hero. No, he doesn't wear a suit or a costume, and he doesn't have a badge. He's just someone who genuinely cares, and he also happens to be really funny. Our guest this week is Alex Rosen. Now, I'm going to be honest, guys, this guest was a bit outside of our wheelhouse in a sense, because we've never really had a guest of this type, but Alex actually does a true legitimate service for society. Alex is a pedophile hunter, and I don't want to give too much away, but I think it summed it up for both of us when Matt said his jaw was on the floor the entire conversation. Child pornography and pedophilia is a rabbit hole that goes very deep, possibly even deeper than Matt and I realized, and this conversation was certainly an examination of that. Alex, welcome to the show, and thanks for joining us today. So you're doing very important work work that seems, I don't know, I guess outside the boundaries of law enforcement, yet it's it's so very needed. Now, you've grown a huge audience by hunting pedophiles. And to be honest, uh, if you're not getting paid for this type of work, you definitely should be. Now, I suppose the first thing I should say is thank you. Thank you for the work that you do. And I know your Twitter profile handle is I Fight for Kids, and that's exactly what you're doing here. So thank you for that. Now, your Rubble channel has 27.6 thousand followers. Your personal Twitter account has uh, nearly 80,000 followers. And your Predator Poachers live Twitter account has 10.1 thousand followers. So there's obviously an audience that appreciates your work and wants to see more of this. But I'm curious, could you possibly tell us how long you've been doing this and what you got you into this type of work when you decided to fight for kids? Okay, absolutely. Well, thanks for having me on guys. Um, so the thing that got me into it, this started in 2019. Um, I played college football my freshman year of college and by played, I mean, I was listed on the roster. I didn't see the field, but, um, you know, that's a whole other conversation, but, um, <laughs> so we have three weeks off for summer And, you know, uh, college football is like a full-time job and at any level. I played like Division I AA, so like FCS, but even like D2, obviously very big D1. It's like a full-time job. I mean, you got to wake up early, go to bed early. It's like all day. But, um, you know, so when we have three weeks off, I just totally forgot everything I did during the year. And I just started binge-watching. I used to catch a Predator videos. And my plan was anyway to most likely just do two years of college and go into the police academy. Because in Houston, where I'm from, you got to be 21. At least at the time, you had to be 21 to go join the police academy. So um, I did not, uh, could not do that yet. But I saw these to catch a predator style videos, and they intrigued me because I've always wanted to, you know, quote unquote, catch the bad guys since I was a kid. Like there wasn't anything in my childhood that happened to me, luckily, or any relatives. But um, you know, I was like, still like, oh my god, these pedophiles are sick. But I wonder how exaggerated this is because seeing Chris Hansen do it, seeing like Pop Squad Anxiety War, those were they, they were like doing it pretty heavily at the time. I was like, all right, like, come on, who, who's actually going to go meet a kid? Because I don't, you know, luckily I didn't know any pedophiles as a kid, I don't think. And then, you know, so I make a fake profile on this app called Grinder, and 30 minutes later, somebody wants to meet who they think is a 15 year old boy. And I'm like, holy wow. shit. So one thing leads to another. This is like, I was just in shock and, you know, there was 
and I guess we'll get into this later, but there was a catch for me, you know, quote unquote predator catch that changed how I think about it changed. Like, Oh my God, this is a giant problem that nobody really knows or wants to acknowledge. And, you know, fast forward to 2023, losing seven YouTube channels later. And I know you guys can relate to being censored. We've lost mm-hmm. tons of YouTube channels. Um, you know, fast forward all this time. And now we're catching people like you guys will see later in Las Vegas who are just horrific child abusers with like 50,000 images of like child pornography. Yeah, we're definitely looking forward to uh, playing that video, but I actually wanted to talk about your most recent video, which I think was just posted two days ago. Okay, so you you confronted a man who wanted to get an eight-year-old pregnant, right? There's a lot going on in this video. I mean, it's kind of mind-blowing as many of your videos are, but during the video, you actually like took out a brand new Rumble shirt like the video platform rumble and you made him put on the rumble shirt and not only that but during the video his parents berated him on camera (laughs) someone ordered a pizza (laughs) to the location where you're doing this confrontation and it also took police six hours to show up so we actually have the video ready and we wanted to play the audio on air or i guess most of it anyway and, and for context, you know, you, you told the online child predator to, I guess, show up at a certain location uh, instead of the underage child being there. It was you instead. And you've done this numerous times. So you almost know how to make it entertaining and humorous, which kind of feels weird saying that considering the situation. But uh, if you have it queued up, Matt, let's let's take a listen to this. Yeah, here we go. We have the package here for you, and we got the t-shirt for you right here. Okay. okay. So well, let's see what's in the package, shall we? My name is Gordon, by the James. way. James. Coop. We wanted to talk to you about messages to Summer and Hannah and Haley, okay? Ob- yeah, I know. So let's kind of just go over there, all right? We don't want to do this in front of your mom, okay? It's between us, dude. Your mom doesn't need to be involved in this crap. So you know what I'm here to talk to you about, yes, right? Yes, I, I know. Okay. I screwed up. I know. I, I was talking to the little kids. How old were they? One said 11, the other one said, I think, 12 or 13. Yeah. And then there was also an eight-year-old, right? I was, uh, yeah, I was more concerned about the other one. But okay. You mind just kind of putting this on? What did it say? Oh, it just says rumble on there. Was there a lot of sex talk? Yeah. Okay. Did you guys talk about getting them pregnant? Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no oh, shit. shit. So you're dead? Yeah. Okay. Probably telling the truth or whatever. Just. What do we tell all our friends in our condo that a fucking 37-year-old's going to jail? Yeah. Where's James? Where's James? He take, yeah. He's in prison. Tonight, he's taking him out for Mother's Day? Wait till he gets prison. Oh boy, you want to fuck a five-year-old? You're going to get fucked. I'm not even going to say goodbye. Thank you for holding him accountable. Seriously. Dude, amazing. Dude, you have the best parents, dude. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Someone ordered pizza here. Hey, hey, sir. Hey, hey, come here, come here, come here. So, what do they order? Some chicken bites, I guess. Let me see. Wait, let me see. Let me see. <laughs> wait a second. They ordered fried pickles. I don't know what the fuck's going on. They- okay, got you. <laughs> We're just wondering if there's an ETA on the cops coming because we called like close to, well, I think over an hour ago at this point. It does look like your call is still holding. Really? You have a very high call volume. What now? Yeah, so there you go. Like, (laughs) I believe you guys waited over six hours. Is that what it was for the cops to show up to arrest this sick dude who was admitting to wanting to get an eight year old pregnant? Yes. So we called it out about an hour into, you know, talking to this guy. Because typically our videos, they can last up to like three hours um, because, you know, a lot of the predator, I mean, we're confronting narcissists here. So they just do a lot of bobbing and weaving with the truth. And, you know, I'll stay as long as I can to get it out of them or at least to the best I can. Um, But this predator, the thing that stuck out about him is he was, I mean, very sick, obviously, Mm -hmm. but he was just so honest. Like he wasn't like, like he wasn't trying to. I mean, maybe he wanted to, you know, quote unquote, take accountability so he could get it over with and get bailed out by his rich parents. But he wasn't dodging accountability in this case. So, you know, there's kind of kind of ran out of stuff after like 30 minutes. I'm like, he just kind of volunteered other things that weren't even related to us posing as kids. Like he was like, oh, there's also a 15 year old I exchanged nudes with online. And we had no idea about that. And he just told us. So, um, you know, there wasn't much else to really say to him. So. Yeah, like we, we ended up like waiting and I called the cops like probably six times, like spread out over the course of five hours. And, you know, they finally came and luckily they arrested him pretty quickly. They, they did they did the right thing. So I can not not I don't have really a lot of complaints about that. I'm just glad he got arrested. 
Six six hours though, that's certainly a long time. I mean, obviously it's not like a violent crime, but still, like that's you know, it's not the type of service that we should be receiving, you know, with our extracted tax dollars. Mm -hmm. But it, it almost felt like he knew when watching that video, it almost felt like he knew he was gonna be in a world of hell after it was all over. So it almost seemed like not only did he comply with you guys, but he's like friendly with you guys, you know. It, it's just this really strange dynamic. And I noticed in a few of your videos that you're surprisingly empathetic. Like you give people space, you tell them to kind of get away from their employers or their friends or their family so you could have the conversation. I mean, you even make small talk. And I know one guy, you even suggested he needed help and instructed him how to get help. I mean, this seems like it's maybe even more than protecting children or or for the views. I mean, is this because you genuine, genuinely feel for these individuals who have completely fucked themselves? Or is it for the camera? I mean, I guess like, I mean, do you sincerely believe that these people can reform themselves or is there another reason? I hope no pedos are watching this because when I tell them, I think you need help instead of trouble, that's a hundred percent bullshit. They're the biggest monsters on earth. What they do, what they want to do to children is unforgivable and they should all be killed or murdered or under the jail. The only reason I tell them that is because I know that basically they have a deep dark secret you know maybe only a few people know it and when a stranger confronts them about it what they're expecting is doomsday they're expecting just the biggest humiliation the only reason i right. tell them is because it lets their guard down to tell more and the person who told me that um that line is a detective in west texas i'm not going to say who but like you know detectives definitely behind the scenes give me tips on like how to talk to these people and whatnot and I love, I love, you know, like if I appear to be good at it, it's because like detectives give me a lot of tips. I mean, you know, of course off the record, but I mean, they are awesome. They've been awesome to me. And he said like dropping that line on them gets them to open up and it, it really, and it really, really does. But no, I don't think, I don't care to get them help. I never, well, there's been one time in like 2019 where I followed up and got someone help, but they weren't going after like an eight year old. It's a different scenario, but like, no, there's a no, they th these people can't get help. They're going to keep doing it again. And the reason I know that is because we've caught countless sex offenders and we've also caught people who we've gotten arrested on bond with another one of our decoys. So they can't get help. They're all monsters and evil. They're demons. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that, man. We, we, the average child predator molests dozens of children over the course of their lives and, and mm -hmm. they they rarely reform and We've been reporting on those people for years, man. You you mentioned earlier about Grinder, how uh, you you created a profile in there, and it like blew you away the extent of the problem of these online predators. But this clip we just pay, played here, this guy wanted to get um, an eight year old girl pregnant. How like I, I mean, but without giving away too much of your tactics or anything like that. How do you? What kind of techniques do you use to entice these fucking sick people? You know, like what. We would, it was especially with this is a, I guess, a two part question. How do you, how do you go about enticing them? And then how do you maintain cover without kind of crossing any ethical lines? So basically, um, the way I look, especially with the people we get, because they're different than the dating app gang, like, you know, on Grindr, obviously there's people that need to be exposed and arrested, but, um, you know, if you pose like a nine year old on Grindr, there's going to be very little people that go for you, mm -hmm. but, you know, on Instagram, where there's like whole communities of pedophiles that talk to each other, trade child porn with each other, all of that stuff, they're going to go after the nine-year-old because they're actually looking for kids. You know, on the, on the dating apps, it's like they have an opportunity to, that's presented to them, but on Instagram and the platforms, they're actually looking for, you know what I mean? Like there's a difference. Mm -hmm. It's like, it, you know what I mean? Like the they're parents let like, their kids have, their 10-year-old kids have a, a Facebook, which is utterly ridiculous. Right. But right. yeah, so they're actually going after real children and they're going they after aren't real trying children. to date. Yeah. Yes. So it's not hard to uh it's it's not hard um to I mean there's really no tactics to be used. I mean obviously we need to show we're real in some in some way like video calling or whatnot. But as for the tactics, I mean there's no convincing these people to become a child predator. I mean they are instantly very sexual. Like the predator in Las Vegas who will play later, his first message to a nine-year-old decoy was, do you like child porn? Like that was his first message wow. out of nowhere. That was his opener. And so obviously there's no, uh, you know, there, there's nothing we had to do. You know what I mean? And there's other people we've caught. Um, this guy named Dakota Moster in Indiana. You can look him up. He got arrested. 
Um, basically, we didn't even talk to him as a kid. He, he just advertised on his Instagram that he traded child porn. So I just called him as like an apartment owner and said, hey, man, I need you to do this job for me because he had a lawn mowing company. And just when he when he got to the apartment complex, I pretended to be the owner for a second. And then I confronted him with his profile saying, dude, you're advertising, you're trading, you're advertising, you're trading child porn. And then an hour and a half later, he's in, uh, well, I guess he got transported to the station and arrested. But an hour and a half later, you know, he's admitted to a lot of shit. Wow. Dude, so that's that's another question I had to follow up with that. Like this crazy sick shit that you see. So Jason and I, you know, and everybody else who's ever worked at the Free Thought Project have, we've covered police brutality for a decade. And mm -hmm. some of these stories can take their toll on us, you know, mentally. And um, like over the years, it gets pretty hard to keep seeing the same shit over and over. And, and, and like I said, it takes its toll. I can't imagine the toll that this might take, uh, you know, after doing it over and over again. Um, can you, can you like elaborate? Like, does it, how do you kind of like protect yourself from, you know, getting into staring into the abyss, like Nietzsche said, and not becoming the monster. And, you know, how do you deal with like some of this, such fucked up shit like the of all these predators that you keep interacting with on such a regular basis oh i love it because at this point you know we're finally grooming the groomers and that's never happened to them before they're so used to taking advantage of other people so when we have a chance to take advantage of them when we have a chance to deceive them and don't do all this stuff like i love telling her like i love when a predator like i've had so i've had uh two predators recently say not only that they're comfortable but they actually like me um, we got the guy in Las Vegas and then, then we call this other child porn trader in Alabama and, you know, the guy in Las Vegas will be on a rumble predator poachers on rumble.com today. And the guy in Alabama will be there soon. So just a predator poachers on rumble, but you know, getting them so comfortable, just knowing what's going to happen to them while they have no idea. I, I, I like that a lot. And, you know, I can, I can stand the dick pics and the ugly messages. Um, if that's going to keep happening to them, I'm, I'm numb to that. So I have no worries on that case. Wow, I guess that's a good philosophy to go. I mean, because it, it, the the end result is is a net win for society. So I guess yeah. if you look at it like that, it's a uh, it that that's a I guess that's the only way you can look at it, <laughs> really. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, and you know, the thing is, it's like something fulfilling too. Like I'm not a like you know I'm I'm not. I'm I'm not like selling weed or drug dealing or any of that crap or I'm I'm doing something that I feel is like not that there's anything wrong with weed or anything but I'm doing right. something that's like fulfilling that's like you know where it's like gosh you know I don't care if I get paid for this I did something good and it's like I feel good after this happens like I'm like okay no I, I didn't just do something aimless like I didn't play video games all day and get paid for it or you know what I mean like I actually did something sure. that's making a difference sure. and that's really fulfilling so I mean you know, it, of course, a drawback is staring at men's cocks more than a porn star does. I mean, I don't care. It's what it's what it is. <laughs> well, you're taking one for the team, quite well, literally. There. Team. Thank, you yeah. that. Thank you for that. Alex. But uh, so you've mentioned your Rumble channel several times now, Predator Poachers. Yeah. And it's absolutely I mean, it's great, man. Like I was you know, looking at it this morning. I've certainly heard of it in the past. And, you know, I was just looking at like all your titles and your, your videos are absolutely wild, mm -hmm. man. Like three days ago, you posted one entitled Predator wanted to hypnotize 11 year old into performing sex right. acts. And that was in uh, Cody, Wyoming. Yes. Uh, yes. A video uploaded six days ago is entitled Tupac Predator admits to a molesting a sister and watching tons of child mm -hmm. porn. And that was in Texas. And nine days ago, you also uploaded another one. Predator had sex with his wife when she was 11 years old, and that was in Maryville, Louisiana. And you even confronted one subway employee in Bandera, Texas. It appears that you travel all over the yeah. country doing this. Um, what is your, I know we talked about the Las Vegas video. We're definitely going to get to that one. But what is your most viral video, and why do you think it has so many views? Oh, gosh. Well, our most viral video isn't our most viral video anymore because YouTube keeps on kneecapping us. Um, but... Basically, our most viral video technically would be catching a YouTuber named EDP, and it has a lot of views because he's a YouTuber. But other than that, like with our actual like a predator we've caught, it was on the one of our old channels, like in 2019. Um, oh gosh, actually, well, no, it, yeah, it was, but it was just like it was this 
predator called the Cleveland Predator. It was only three minutes. I mean, I, I don't know why it went viral, honestly. But I, I think um, recently, I guess in the past couple of years, um, a guy named Jamie Daniels we caught in Nebraska. And if you go to our Rumble channel, Predator Poachers on Rumble, I see I'm, I'm good at plugging it. Um, it it's like his – it's his uh, – the lay of the banner is me giving him a shirt that says, I like ass. And – we do that for some of the predators, like in special cases. If we like, there's a big buildup, we do something special for them. And in his case, he's currently serving a uh, five to ten year sentence for child pornography. And um, we, we, the reason him went, he, his catch went viral is because obviously he was very sick, but his mom had very uh, funny reactions, and also, of course, the T-shirt we gave him, and he was just a you know he was like a monster, like he was huge, like. He made me look small, and um, yeah, that, that, that's on Rumble with like a thousand views. But I used to have like six hundred thousand, so it, it, whatever. Yeah, so y- you just mentioned that YouTube was, you know, you couldn't tell because YouTube censors all your videos. Yeah. This is my question. I mean, we've obviously we've faced YouTube censorship a lot, and they've mm-hmm. censored some police brutality videos, which I can't understand why they've they you know we've we've had some videos that were like censored on our channel, but NBC, ABC, they're, they're all allowed to do that. They're allowed to put the same video out. And I'm sure, you know, the, you, what you're doing is not much different than to catch a predator, right? So what do you think is behind YouTube removing videos, exposing child predators? Like the, to me, this looks like protecting child predators, right? When you when you delete the video of a child predator who was caught trying to solicit an 11-year-old to hypnotize her for sex, you become the bad guy, in my opinion. What do you think is behind, or can you explain to us, YouTube giving you any reasons for that? Um, can, you, can you elaborate on what do you think, why that's happening? Yes. So first and foremost, the biggest like, the biggest rebuke to what I'm about to say is well, YouTube doesn't want to be liable for this content. Well, the thing is, they're not liable for it. I mean, right. I'm sure we all know about Section 230. Section, yeah. mm-hmm. But um, so that that's the biggest crock of shit. Like, for example, I bring up, if I were to upload something ridiculous, like me murdering a kid or something or child porn or something just insane like that, uh, I'd get in trouble for it. YouTube would have no, they, they have no responsibility for it, nor should they actually for that. But the same logic also applies to uploading any video. So if you upload a video YouTube just doesn't like, no, they don't have any liability for it. So if a predator wants to sue, they'd have to sue me, not YouTube. They can't sue YouTube because YouTube has no responsibility for it. And so it's, it's, it's bullshit. How, what we do is a liability to anybody. It's, it's not, um, not besides ourselves and predators. It's, YouTube has nothing to do with it. But I think the reason YouTube's removing us is because, yeah, it's the pedo agenda. I mean, you know, I think at this point, conspiracy theories are very tr- true. I mean, the UN coming out and saying that consensual sex with minors is a real thing. And, you know, obviously, Susan Wojcicki, I mean, she pops her head in at the World Economic Forum pretty often. And, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's all together. I mean, I, I think people just think that uh, evil only existed in Nazi Germany and won't exist anywhere in this country, but they're wrong. I mean, there's people that protect pedophiles and YouTube is literally that. So, I mean, that that's literally all it is. Yeah, well, it's not pedophilia anymore, right? It's age gap love or minor right. attracted person or mm-hmm. uh, any one of the other names that they give to these sick people who are attracted to prepubescent children to have sex with them, dude. It's crazy. Yep. We've been reporting on that for a long time, too, at Free Thought Project. We've, we've, uh, like because because there's been this ba- massive movement since well before you know this b- before it became trendy on Twitter to call it out you know this is this has been going on for a decade that we've been reporting on it where you know they had mainstream channels uh, or mainstream television in England actually put on a show about pedophiles glorifying them and they called it Age Gap Love that was the name of the show right and then they have Victoria's Secret runway models that are four wearing slim like like you know string bikinis and modeling and for adults and it's just it's absolutely insane what's going on with the mainstream push to to a a seemingly normalized pedophilia do you think that that is actually lending itself to creating more of these sickos that keeps you in business (laughs) um he, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think we're going to be out of business in like five years with the rate it's going now. But um, 
there's definitely people like in the like you know i've been doing this since 2019 i didn't even know what a map was in 2019 but in really in the past year like 2022 and kind of up there's been people identifying themselves as minor attracted people to who they thought was our decoy was a kid that we've been posing as and there's also a page on instagram that i know of um that basically advertised as maps and aams aam is a adult attracted minor which you know to be fair i think we're all adult attracted minors at some point but like you know in the context of <laughs> it's okay it's okay it's okay for uh it's okay for an adult to go love on a kid because and it, it's normal for kids to be you know what i mean like that kind of relationship just advertising right that. and um yeah i mean they they just kind of say it openly there's a flag for it now too um oh, i forgot the colors of it but it's like pink brown something like it, it, they have their own flag and um yeah it's definitely become more prevalent um we're talking to a predator right now who is not gonna say the state but he's a major 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 just following all these types of child porn pages talking to three of our decoys right now and his symbol on the platform we're talking to him on is literally the the pedo swirl and like the the girl love triangle. I mean, it they're open with it now, or more open than they were even a year ago. Oh God! And you know, this is obviously something that society, well, at least uh, what I perceive as normal society, is pushing back against. Right? I mean, we saw the, the backlash to Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, and that whole network that still hasn't really been disclosed or come out as far as the names or who's in uh, Ghislaine Maxwell's black book. But, you know, this is happening on literally all levels of society. I mean, we've reported in, you know, happening in the military, whether it be child porn or child trafficking, sex trafficking rings or even pedophiles. Uh, we're talking about government, uh, police. There's a huge, huge uh, problem, mm -hmm. almost an epidemic within law enforcement of, of this type of behavior. And of course, all upper echelons of society. I mean, we're talking about powerful businessmen, uh, leaders of all different types. So this is something that, you know, is systemic throughout society. We've covered stories for our website, the Free Thought Project, of pedophile hunters actually catching cops. Mm -hmm. And one of, one of the stories I remember was from, it was out of Massachusetts, where the, the pedo hunter actually caught the chief. Oh, Jay. Yeah. Yeah. That's my trying friend. to, yeah, have sex with a 14 year old boy. And last year, we even covered a story of a high level USPS chief meeting a child. So I guess my question is like, have you ever caught any cops or government employees or high profile public figures? Gosh. Um, let me think. <laughs> I want to say I have. I actually have not. I mean, we've caught definitely uh, horrific lifetime abusers, um, but anybody in like a, I mean, the most probably like a youth pastor. Um, no, we've caught teachers too, actually. But anybody wow. like high up like that, not yet. But, you know, my theory is like they don't need to use dating apps, you know, or they don't need to use platforms. I mean, they kind of just know where to go off of that. But I mean, for the few that do, I mean, hopefully we get one one day. Yeah, we've we've got a list of them. <laughs> I mean, they're from Florida to Pennsylvania to like all over the country. We've we've uh, reported on these um, predator hunters, you know, catching top cops. One was a school cop and he was confronted at um, at school. And like what's what's really kind of discouraging about this is that all these cases that we've reported on, we do follow up stories on them. And most of the time, we can't find that these people were held accountable at mm -hmm. all. You know, they're they're um, they're exposed. The news articles written about the the video that you know, whatever, like the, the police chief that Jason just mentioned, or like a deputy in Florida, or the school cop in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Like an article's written about it, and then nothing's ever comes of it. No one's ever arrested. No one's ever charged. Anything like that. Um, and you earlier you mentioned that you have caught people that were again while they're like out on bail or whatever uh do you do you see like that uh, do you see a pattern of this these like too easy of punishments on child predators especially like since you're busting so many of them do you see them getting out quickly or do you see that you know we're like society or the justice system in general is is way too soft on them um yes it's way too soft um 
I will say there's definitely some people doing this that don't follow up with evidence. And that's probably a big reason why a lot of them don't get arrested. I will say okay. like, I mean, we have an arrest in 43 different states and convictions in 24. Holy and of shit. course, that's going to that's going to grow more when, uh, you know, because the convictions always follow the arrest. So, you know, we just got to catch uh -huh. up on that. But um, yeah, no, the, but the punishments themselves, super light, like Huntsville, Alabama, we have five predator caches there and all five of them have been arrests. But we just got one of them convicted or one of them got convicted. He took a plea deal and. 10 year suspended sentence, two years probation and sex offender registry. But that's not enough. I mean, he crossed state lines to go have sex with an 11 year old kid. I mean, still too late. And there was a predator in Oregon we caught named Grant Jurgen. And you can just type in predator poachers Gresham, G R E S H A M. That's the city we did it in on Rumble. And that predator, he was talking to four of our decoys. He was talking to an FBI agent posing undercover. He was talking to a Missoula County in Montana undercover sheriff's deputy. And of course, real kids, I'm sure he was talking to. He was talking to all of those people. And I, I think we all just didn't know. <laughs> like, um, and they ended up because uh, I guess he went to go actually meet our decoy, they ended up rolling with our evidence the most. But he was talking to all of those people. Then on top of that, he molested his cousin, um, who was nine years old at the time. And sadly, she didn't talk to police. So I think uh, they had to drop that. And he also had it porn as young as infants on his phone and over a thousand images. And what ended up happening is in Oregon, like the cops and the detectives are awesome. They arrest very quickly and take it seriously. But then the judge and the justice system is very light on them. So, you know, out of all the shit I listened for that predator, Grant Jurgen only got five years in prison. And the judge told him, um, this is what the detective told me, the judge told him that to get a new hobby when you get out of prison. So he's calling infant porn a hobby for him. It's batshit crazy. Dude, that is, it is, it's insane. And in the mm -hmm. meantime, if you, you know, you get caught with a plant twice, you know, you could go to jail for oh, life. Absolutely. But if you want to yeah. rape a eight-year-old, then, you know, how about some probation? Insane. It really is, dude. It's it's mind-blowing and it's depressing all at the same time. It's, man, so you, like, there's obviously these people are really fucked up. They're bad, evil people because they want to prey on children. So, obviously, they're they're dangerous as well, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and, I mean, unless they, maybe not, because maybe that's why they target children, because they're pussies who can't, you know, stand in a regular fight. But I'm sure a lot of them are actually pretty dangerous. And uh, have you ever had an instance to where you've, like, felt your safety was threatened during one of these confrontations? Oh, absolutely. So um, there's a predator. One was a predator in Colorado. We were confronting him at his door, and his brother was sitting behind him holding a gun the whole time. Not to, to me, but holding it in his hand, just basically very hostile. And then the most hostile one was a guy in Medford, Oregon. You should type in predator posers Medford, M-E-D-F-O-R-D. And that predator, he pull, he actually pulls out a gun like and points it oh, at somebody shit. that was with us. Um, he wasn't like part of our team, but he, uh, you know, he stream sniped us. He saw where we were. And... He showed up and, oh, Jesus Christ, he calls the predator sick, knowing he has a gun. He's like, dude, you're so sick. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? And the predator pulls a gun and points it at him. And luckily, he just freaking goes batshit and just runs off after that. But, oh, my God, dude, it is that was insane. I remember we covered a story in, I guess, April 2020 of a vigilante child predator hunter who caught an alleged predator who even admitted his crimes on camera. But when the cops showed up, you'll probably remember this, Matt. When mm -hmm. the cops showed up, they actually arrested the hunter and not the predator. Uh, oh. I think this was in uh, Union, New Jersey. The hunter's name was uh, Ramey from Predator Poachers of New Jersey. Uh -huh. So has that has something like that ever happened to you? And also, like, do you fear retaliation? Like, do you ever feel like these guys might come after you if they do, you know, get out or whatever? <laughs> um. I hope not, uh, but yeah, it's definitely something to think about. But a lot of them, we confront their house because they're too much of like uh, losers to even have a car to travel. So I mean, that can uh, that can really help uh, that they can't even drive. <laughs> but, um, I'd say, yeah, I mean, 
No, I mean, I'd say the cops have been very, very receptive to what we do um, most of the time. And I have been detained during um, a bus before twice. Um, one time it's because somebody came and hit the predator in the face and oh, Jesus. the cop's first reaction was that I did it. And then we showed him the video footage and showed I didn't do it. So they just took me out of cuffs. And um, the second time I was being, you know, I was, I was being a dick because um, <laughs> basically I was trying to confront this predator and his whole family lives in those two houses. This was in Newcastle, Pennsylvania. And basically they just would not let me talk to him. They were just defending this scumbag. He was such a piece of shit liar. So I started like mocking and harassing the family. And, you know, I just was I'm talking shit to them from the street to them on their porch. And then the cops like telling me to stop and I'm not stopping. So the cop just puts me in cuffs and says, you're going to jail for disorderly conduct. And they take me to, they take me to the jail. Well, not, not like the jail, but they take me to like, I guess the station or something. And I'm still in cuffs. Then a detective comes and talks to me and I explained to him like what was going on. And I said, yeah, I was just being a piece of shit. Like, you know, I was definitely acting out of line and they just ended up letting me go. But other than that, like, no, nothing uh, of the sort. Yeah. We've actually reported on people being arrested, like the, the, the actual predator hunter instead of the, instead of the pedophile where the pedophile was let go and the predator hunter was taken to jail. Um, That's ridiculous. It, it, it really is. And, I mean, obviously, there are critics of what you do. You know, mm -hmm. like a lot of people may argue that this kind of vigilante justice is risky and, you know, best left to the police. And like you, what you just said earlier about how you provide evidence, uh, which maybe that's why a lot of these other people um, are let go, you know, so many, so many times. What would you, what would you say to, to critics that, um, or how do you ensure that your tactics are, are morally but legally sound to make sure that these sick people aren't let go? Um, well, I mean, uh, getting them to admit stuff on camera um, most of the time definitely helps. Yeah. Um, the chats, I mean, we definitely don't. And, you know, and even if a 13-year-old is being very sexual with you, there's no excuse to even do it. However, in the court of law... Um, you don't want to give the defense any out to say, oh, but, you know, he was enticed into doing it, blah, 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 all that stupid shit. Um, yeah, like, but, are you aware of any loopholes like that that could actually, even though you have all this evidence, that there's something you could potentially do to create that loophole that may let these predators off the hook? Yeah, like, basically, if if we bring up the sexual conversation first, they can say it's entrapment. And I know a citizen can't technically entrap, right. but in the court of law, like, you know, there it can get thrown out because you know the predator wouldn't have, uh, it, it, at least in the, their eyes, the predator wouldn't have otherwise committed the crime if we didn't like start talking sexual first. So we never do that. I mean, they always talk sexual first. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we follow up on evidence. I mean, we just gather it the best we can. And then as for legalities of how we confront them, um, this uh, he's retired now, but this DHS agent gave me a tip, basically saying like, you know. It would help you if you told them talking to you, talking to me was voluntary. So now at the beginning of every video, um, I say, hey, man, by the way, this is all voluntary, but I think we should talk about this. You know what I mean? Like I let them know they don't have to stay here. But I also say, you know, with what's in my hand, I think we should talk about it. You know, it's being suggestive, but letting them know they don't have to do it. And that's uh, and that's always like good because uh, the cops definitely in a lot of cases look at our footage and say, show me where he said this, show me where he said that. And you know, it, it helps. Yeah. Well, speaking of, we've been mentioning this case in Vegas and um, we got it queued up to, to play. Can you give us a little background on what happened? Like right leading up to this or, or how, or about this case? Yes. So this predator's name is Jeffrey Rose. And um, like I said earlier, his first message to who he thought was a nine-year-old was, do you like child porn? I think he said something like, do you like cheese pizza? Or, you, know, you know, but he obviously yeah. he was communicating. Um, do you like CP? And he fuck? ended up being one of the most manipulative pieces of shit ever. Like he was said, he said shit like, I will kill you to who he thought was a nine-year-old because we've caught a few of his buddies um, in his little pedo ring. Like I think two days before that, we got a predator named Scott Brandon arrested in uh, Tucson, Arizona, and he was also um, they they traded child porn with each other. Uh, Scott and 
Jeffrey. We at least we think they did because they followed each other on Instagram. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, so basically, they all talk about our little decoy or whatever. And some say it's real, some say it's fake. They just don't know. And you know, one of them goes to jail. I can't really tell the other homies that that happened, right? So, um, yeah. So basically, he's like, "You're fake. I know you're a man." Blah blah blah. I'm gonna kill you. And then we're like, "But when I'm not." Then we sent like a picture of like who we thought was a nine year old, and you know, it's basically just a guy in a face app to make himself look like a super young girl. It works really well. Yeah. And um, yeah. And he he just like then he's like, "I'm so sorry." Then he's like, "I'm gonna kill you." Then like he was just so bipolar all over the place, um, guiding her on how to touch herself, all of this stupid shit. And, you know, um, he went to jail for uh, molesting a couple of kids for 17 years, and he got out pretty recently. And so we knew he was just horrific. Um, So he ended up blocking our decoy because I guess he ended up thinking it was fake, but that doesn't change everything he said and who he associates with and all that crap. So... um, I ended up getting his phone number and calling him on his phone as a delivery man saying, Hey, cause I didn't have his address saying, Hey man, I'm getting sent to this address for you. Can you give me a good address to deliver this package to? And if you sound like a dumbass on the phone to them, it, it like lets their guard down. So I'm like, Oh, Hey, what's up, Jeffrey? I just, Oh my God, dude, I'm all over Las Vegas. Can you just tell what did I send this package to? And he give, and he gives his address and that's how he know. And then five minutes after that, he calls me back and says, Oh, by the way, I'm armed and I've alerted the police about you. And, you know, I know he didn't alert the fucking police because he's so paranoid. He's so he's super paranoid because he knew he had all that child porn. Yeah. And what made him extra paranoid is if he had an ankle monitor on. He just got out of prison for doing this shit. <laughs> and he has he has trial in June coming up for another child molestation case. Like it's a retrial because it's a retrial for the one uh, that he went to jail for. So um, if he gets caught with child porn, um, that he's game fucking over for him. So um, that's why he's super paranoid. So I'm like, all right, fuck, well, we got to go get him anyway because, you know, whatever. So the next day um, we're at his apartment uh, in the parking lot and he calls me like out of nowhere and says, hey, man, so you still going to deliver that package? And I'm like, uh, yeah, man, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry about last night. I, I didn't mean to scare you. And he's like, oh, no, no, it's OK. It's OK. Because, you know, he's like he's like he's, he's, he's in and out of it. he's in and out of it. You know what I mean? So that was a moment that he was like. Um, mentally uh, well relatively mentally sound so you know I'm like I'll be there in 15 minutes so I walk up his steps I see him on his balcony and I'm like hey what's up Jeffrey and you know we shake hands I'm like yeah I got this package for you I'm like so you're a veteran he's like yeah why and I'm like yeah man I gotta talk to you about some of this stuff then I pull it I'm like hey man I gotta talk to you about your online activity and then he's like oh no 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 but I'm doing all that to give it to the FBI like you Oh my God, he's just going crazy about how he's saving up all this child porn for the FBI to take out. And Jeez. then, like, throughout the video, I start poking holes in his bullshit. But I'm like, okay, but you're trading infant porn. What does that have to do with saving it for the FBI? And he's like, it doesn't, it doesn't. And like, he was sick. I mean, he told us that he bought child porn, that he traded porn as young as infants, that, he, but he didn't like that, though, you know, of course, right? And they never say they like it. And all of that stuff. And yeah, he was just fucking the most evil motherfucker. And I'm really glad that those kids that are what seem to be who, who are like those kids that are were about to be potentially not believed by the justice system are now going to be believed because he got caught with all of this. So of course, he molested those kids. Right. And I mean, I can't imagine what was going through your head when you walked into this dude's house. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, what the but uh yeah all right well we're, we're gonna play that real quick man it's a little it's a little two minute clip and um i i'm my jaw's on the fucking floor right now man how young did these pictures go like were these like 17 year olds or were these like young like infants toddler shit infants and toddlers oh my god so basically so in, in your where in my room i don't want it, it because it's on flash drive. Okay. This is what these guys are doing. This okay. Is what they're sending me. I mean, I got. I don't. I'm, look, the stuff, some of the stuff they're sending me, I don't have it separate. It's, yeah. it's so much. Okay. Okay. It's so overwhelming. Okay. If you had to give me a ballpark number of total photos, uh, over fifty thousand. Fifty thousand. Woo! Shit. You don't understand. 
Fuck that, dude. Do I have a badge? I can take off my shirt right now, dude. Here, I'm gonna let her get to take off my shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. All right. You stinker. Dude, even if it was a cop in here, they would literally probably shoot their fucking brains out. Dude, <laughs> you're a stinker. So how, how many images of child porn are being sent to you a day? Hundreds of thousands? Hundreds of thousands? And that's what? That's how quick they send that? Dude, Jesus Christ. And this, you put yourself through this every single day. Some of it is rape and it's and it's horrible. Oh, is it like infant rape? Oh my fucking God. There is stuff in there. That I put on life, I put it away, and I'm like, here, I'm gonna turn this over. Okay. So it goes to an envelope, and sometimes it's in an envelope, you the FBI. Okay, so you have an envelope prepared with 50,000 images for the FBI. Flash, flash drives, yeah. Flash drives with all that stuff on there? Okay, cool. Hello, Mr. How's it going, sir? How's it going? To give you a very quick summary, he has tons of child porn in this house everywhere, and he also has spent 17 years in prison for molesting multiple children. Just step up for me, okay? You're just gonna be detained for a little bit, okay? Hey, like I said, you're just being detained for a little bit, okay? Ma'am, he also identifies having CP on those two phones. Jeffrey, come on in. Put these on your feet. We're gonna go outside and talk, okay? Jeffrey. Hey, look at me. Look at me. What? Jeffrey. Wow. I might add for our listeners, he looks like Sloth from Goonies. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> but holy fuck, man. This is, I mean, this is this is something that we dealt with uh, a few years ago when QAnon was getting really popular, right? QAnon was was drawing all this attention to elite pedophilia, which certainly there's a problem among the elite with pedophilia. But when they did that, it took away from this shit, the shit that you're dealing with right now in the trenches where there's thousands and thousands of these people all over the street, man, like they're, they're that are just out there everywhere. They could be your, you know, your neighbor or whatever. We just don't know, you know, right. and, that, and that kind of that kind of upset us a little bit. We, we kind of tried to call it out. Um, when QAnon was doing that, because yes, there's a big problem with elite pedophilia, you know, with Epstein and the island and everything like that. But when they were talking about, you know, the Clintons eating babies and all that, it it totally stole the light from this real massive problem that we are currently seeing and, and you know, in this country, man. So I guess what, uh, you know, what I want to talk about, like, since this problem that you are clearly showing right here, is there like a long-term solution that you are that you might be thinking of, or like what needs to change in society and this and the system as a whole to kind of address this, man? Like my my jaw has never been on the floor this much during a podcast ever. And I, you know, we usually kind of have an outline. We want to go to solutions and shit like at the end of the show, but right now I'm just like, you, clearly, what you're doing is a solution. But what do you think needs to change in society to to stop people like? like this guy from trading in tens of thousands of images of children getting raped. Gosh, um, man, there's really, there's really not much to uh, prevent it. But I guess when we react to it, the first time, do you think there's anything we could do to stop it at its root? Like what, what do you think is going wrong in society right now? I don't know. I that think, is leading to this massive, I think it's all, I mean, a lot of it's coming from uh, Eastern Europe and like the Middle East and all that shit, those images. So it's like, even the producers are like, you know, they're, they're untouchable, but um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think the best we can do because recidivism is so goddamn high for these sick fucks. Uh, the, all, all the best we can do is just like we have, we have to the first time they're caught understand they're never going to change because yeah, I mean, this guy had an ankle monitor on being out of prison for molesting kids, and he instantly collects literally hard drives, or well, I guess flash drives, in his room of just countless images. Because, you know, he admitted to 50,000, but it's always more, you know. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, he just should have already been in jail, you, you know what I mean? And I think that would be the easiest first step. And then second, like – For sure. Like, you know, a lot of people when they see our videos, they're like, oh, law enforcement doesn't do its job. No, they oftentimes do do their job. Um, and like, it's just the fact that there's just too many pedophiles and not enough people doing it. So it's not like 
it's not like law enforcement isn't doesn't care isn't doing it. it's just there's so many i mean the fact that you know i mentioned that us and like an fbi agent were posing as uh, a minor to this predator that's only happened just a couple times out of the hundreds we've done so there's very few crossover of this happening that just shows there's so many of them and you know in houston there's only four detectives that do basically what we do which is pose online as minors and do is in houston has like two million people so it really is just like it just needs to be more people doing this and there's just not there's not enough i think that's that's what it is clearly and you would think it would act like a deterrent right like that there is so many people like you out there that are doing this that um and just the vigilante groups alone and you know you think that they would be wary of it or scared that they would go online but i guess they just can't control themselves absolutely they're they're they they really can't they really can't well the severity of punishment obviously needs to change as well i mean if you're talking about seeing the same people within a few months you know after you've originally caught them mm -hmm. the first time then that's that's a huge problem right but changing gears here just just a little bit I know there's a, a similar movement involving citizen journalists performing and activism with cameras uh, called First Amendment Auditors. I don't know if you're familiar with them or not, but they go to public property, they film public buildings, military installations, um, even post offices to more or less gauge, as the name suggests, or audit, I guess, the response by police or public employees. Now, the, the auditing movement's probably only about four well, probably more like five or six years old. And of course, because it gets views, it attracts all types of different people who want to get behind the camera and monetize their content. And sometimes this blend of, I don't know, different types of people kind of dilutes the core principles involved with auditing. And sometimes, you know, these people can get a bit unruly in, in the way they conduct themselves. Some will even do like anything, literally anything for views. So I guess I asked this because there's, I wonder if there's any like loose set of rules or guidelines or like a protocol, for example, to not entrap mentally ill or mentally handicapped people who may not fully comprehend what they're participating in. Um, well, we do catch, we do catch quite a few, um, quite a few isn't probably like one out of every seven or eight. And the thing is they do fully understand. Well, at least the people we catch, they fully understand what they're doing, but have we catch, okay. we've caught probably, one person who was just severely retarded and um yeah and then there oh there was actually another one too i didn't even post his video though because i could just i could just tell but um other than that i mean no there's a three. Oh god i'm just gonna keep remembering them because there's so many <laughs> like, yeah it does happen yeah it does happen but it, yeah it, it's it's very it's very rare um where they i think can't comprehend it but in that case like there were, there's somebody talking to one of our decoys now that obviously is just so retarded um so i'm not even gonna like prioritize getting him if at all but um yeah no i mean most wow so, you, so you're basically in a, a place where you're prioritizing now like there's so many you're actually like prioritizing i guess depending on how dangerous you you think they are oh yeah like with Jeffrey Rose in Las Vegas, like when, when I caught wind of what he was up to, I was like, all right, well, we're going to go quick. We got to go do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, we just kind of make, we, we, we like make trips. So basically we're hitting the West coast um, tomorrow and we're taking a rental car because I have people in Texas to go get. I got one Oklahoma. I got a few in Arizona. I got California, Oregon. So we're, God, we have like <laughs> like 40 people lined up for the next two weeks which we're not going to get 40 people but like holy shit wow yeah but i mean that's that's the goal if they all go to plan but they're not so you know well what's the size of the organization man we got to wrap up here soon but I, i'm just I'm just curious like how many people do you have doing this like to be able to catch so oh many gosh people? so me and two others travel there's three editors and there's four d well wait uh, five d coins I guess you don't want to give all that information. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to no, expose no, any secrets. There's, there's, there's five, there's yeah. five decoys. So there's 11 of us and um, we just make it work. We just work really hard. And uh, you know, if you work hard, good things will happen. Well, my hat's off to you guys. Absolutely. Dude. Like, yeah, I, I can't imagine. The, 
it's it's been it's been a rough toll, like I said earlier, about just covering police brutality sure. stories, man. I don't know if you have children, but I have children, and like I'm just thinking about this the whole time. Like I'm thinking about them the whole time we've been doing this podcast and how fucked up society is and how like thank God for people like you that are out there doing this, man. Like that just you know, that keeps the me having hope that there's like the that all 11 of you guys because every one of you guys is doing a has an important role in this and um seriously. yeah man I'm seriously thank you you know from the bottom of my heart thank you for doing this it's a it's a big deal thanks for bringing awareness to it and yeah hopefully I'll have a uh, kid soon me and my girlfriend are talking about that um, I'm only I'm only 23 I know I look older so hopefully that's something that oh shit wow yeah 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 <laughs> You were 13 when we started the Free Thought Project. <laughs> well, I mean, technically online, I'm still 13 if you catch me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have one last question here, Alex, before we uh, wrap up and, and let you plug some stuff. Mm -hmm. But you, you've obviously been doing this for a while. You know, you have a, a loyal audience. People respect your work. Can you tell people any information that they'd need to know to get involved or any advice to people who want to get into this type of work? I mean, surely the more people doing this type of work, the better, right? Mm -hmm. Um, just basically have a camera and a stomach. I mean, you know, don't definitely don't get my stomach; it's fucking fat. But like, you know, stomach for like <laughs> stomach for like dick pics and seeing some shit that you won't ordinarily see. But um, yeah, if there's a if there's a will, there's a way. I mean, you know, anybody that's starting doing this, I'm sure they see very, I'm sure they see very very quickly that. Um, it's not hard to find predators. It's just, it's hard. It's, it's hard to have the will to keep doing it. So um, yeah, I mean, just work hard. That's all I can say. And to keep their legal, their legal shit straight too. Right. So they don't just bust them and then they get released right back. Yeah, on the street. absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you should, you should do this with the intent of getting these predators convicted. Like I definitely like to, if I can make the videos kind of funny, like putting the rumble shirt on or whatever, but um <laughs> No, the goal is to get him to, I mean, you only know that he was after an eight-year-old because he said it on camera. So, I mean, you know, that's that's the goal. So, to make sure they can't weasel their way out of that. And, you know, if there's some extracurricular stuff to bring some viewers in, why not? Sure. And to be fair, you know, you've given a lot of helpful tips and uh, suggestions throughout this podcast, you know. So, if anybody listens who really is interested in doing this type of uh, service, performing this type of service for society, uh, I would say just re-listen to this a couple of times and you'll probably pick up on quite a few things. But Alex, go ahead and tell people where they could follow you and go ahead and plug anything that you'd like people to know about. Gosh, well, every, we have all these other platforms just to plug our Rumble. So I'm just going to plug our Rumble. Go to rumble.com, type in predator poachers, P-R-E-D-A-T-O-R space poachers, P-O. A C H E R S predator poachers. You're going to see tons of videos on there, all of that type of stuff. And uh, yeah, that's a, that's a way you can support us without having to pay a set and just two clicks. So take the time to go do it. And uh, yeah, hope to see some new faces on there. Well, of course, link uh, below the podcast of uh, Alex's Twitter and obviously his rumble. Is there any way that people can donate or support you in that way? Yes, absolutely. Um, believe me, when you guys are see me streaming on Rumble, we definitely um, we definitely do some fair amount of e-begging after uh, we get a predator arrested. So if, if they want to stick around for that, um, they'll definitely uh, see how. But there is a join button on our Rumble um, for our locals, and that's the easiest way to donate. But if everybody watching just goes to Rumble and signs up for free there, we'll be good to go. Roger that, amigo. If, if this episode inspired you to start your own please drop us an email and let us know we'll, we'll uh we'd love to talk to you and give you any tips we can <laughs> well alex you're doing very important work and the fact that you're so busy doing this is both assuring and disturbing but like i said in the intro you know you're doing a much needed service and to dedicate this you know your life to this type of work it takes a toll and a certain level of integrity and dedication mm -hmm. so you know for being 23 you're seriously kicking some ass and thank you again for doing this and let me know if you're ever in sacramento i'd love to buy you a beer and, and be your wingman with the camera all right oh, yeah.